All right, everybody, welcome back to the Connect Raleigh podcast. We have a great episode in store today. I get to have another conversation on air with my wife, Brooke Belden. We did this last year or two years ago. I can't remember when it was, but you can sort back through some of the earlier episodes. And Brooke did a podcast takeover where she was the host and she got to ask me the questions and it was kind of fun being in the hot seat. Well, I say fun, but really what I mean is totally uncomfortable, weird being on that side of the microphone. But for this episode, we get back to our normal spots where I get to ask the questions and get to highlight Brooke in a cool way because I want you all to know who she is and what she does. And Brooke is a human design manifester and coach. She helps people navigate life and business in an authentic way that suits them the best and gets their energy in flow and gets them in the zone. And I think it's really important work. And we get to talk about our relationship and we get to talk about some of her favorite things to do and see around Raleigh, which is kind of fun. So I'm excited to bring this conversation to you. But before we jump into it, I do want to touch base real quick on what's happening in the real estate market. And I was just reading an article in Realtor Magazine just a few days ago, and the topic was, is is, uh, will the sales momentum carry into the fall? You know, will bidding wars continue? Are home prices going to keep climbing? And what the data is showing is that at least here locally in Raleigh, and I think nationally as well, most economists are predicting that fall will continue on about like it has been. It'll still feel busy. Things won't slow down like the typical fall, or at least to the extent that it it normally does. You know, there's still an unknown with the Delta variant of COVID-19. That's still a wild card. But really, everybody's thinking that things will continue about as they are. Now, I personally don't think we're going to see prices keep climbing like they have been in many areas. I think we're going to start to see that gap between supply and demand start to narrow we're already seeing a little bit of a slowdown. Now, I don't. we're not going backwards. Let's not freak out. But I do think it's going to get easier for home buyers to buy. And I think that gap is going to narrow a bit. And so we recently uh, saw a report with the top 10 most competitive zip codes in the Raleigh area. Happy to share that information. If you want it, just reach out, leave a comment, message me. I'll get you that information. But really what we're seeing right now for the fall of 2021 is about like it's been maybe a little bit of a softening maybe a little bit more inventory a little less i wouldn't say less demand i would say a little more supply but continuing about as it's been so happy to answer any questions as you come up with them but for now let's jump into the conversation with brooke and learn a little bit more about her brooke belden welcome to the podcast Thank you for having me, Chuck Belden. Yeah, how cool is that? You know, um, we get to do everything together, don't we? I mean, we don't do as much together these days as we once did. So it's fun to kind of collab once in a while again. Yeah, we used to do everything. All the things. All the things, all the business. (laughs) But um, I'm excited to have a podcast conversation with you because we did one a year ago, two years we did one where you took over my podcast, yeah. but today, guess who's back in charge? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted you to come on the podcast. I think you are a cool person, not just because I'm married to you. Oh, 
but I think you're a cool person and somebody in Raleigh that everybody should know and connect with. So let's start with what brought you to Raleigh? You've been here for a minute or two. Tell me a little bit about that. Way back in the day, what oh, brought you Oh, man. Here? So you're gonna, we're going to age ourselves on this one? Yeah, I, I already aged myself. Okay, cool. So what brought me to Raleigh? I've been here for 22 years. So yeah, I guess I will age myself because I came here for college. I um, came to NC State. I was living in, I grew up in the Midwest. And so yeah, came came here as an 18-year-old going to college and... Wolfpacker through and through. How, how did you choose this college? How did you come here from the Midwest? Um, I mean, just randomly. I was the first person in my family to go to college, and um, I was majoring in psychology. So, kind of an undergrad in psychology is a wash. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and what do you mean a wash? What? I mean, you know, it's like it. It. I don't know if you can get jobs with college degrees these days, but you definitely couldn't get a, it's not like you're going to get a job within your profession with an undergraduate degree in psychology. So I knew that, you know, if I was going to go with that profession in that field that I would, uh, have to go to grad school. So it was just like, you know, wherever. And so my mom took me to visit a lot of schools. She did a lot of research, I think, from like a parent perspective, like first kid going to college and um, learned a lot about NC schools. And we came here and looked at UNC and NC State and the rest is history. Go pack. Yeah. Go pack. Okay. So you graduate. Uh-huh. Why'd you stay? Why didn't you not? Why did you not go back? What, what kept you here? Um. Well, I didn't really have anything to go back to. My family had already relocated uh, at that point. So going back to Chicago didn't make sense. And they were living in Florida and moving to Florida didn't really make sense. And I had like, I was considering moving, but it just didn't work out. I was going to, I was looking at moving to maybe DC or something, but I was waiting tables at the time. And you know, what's the difference if you're waiting tables in DC or you're waiting tables in Raleigh other than double the rent. Mm -hmm. So I stayed here and visited DC. Yeah. And you were just holding out for that love story, right? That was coming. I was waiting (laughs) many years. So why don't you share everybody to share with everybody the love story? How did we meet? Um, well in a bar, I guess I continued (laughs) to wait tables for a long time. Uh, Which cliche do you want, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, you, uh, picked me up in a bar sent somebody over to hire me. I got a job, worked for you. Well, let's focus that I owned a business at the time. I was oh, hiring you to work at that business. Got it. Okay. Which was a bar. Which was a bar. And you were putting yourself through graduate school bartending. I was, I was in my last year. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so okay. I took the job. Okay. So what's life been like since, uh, since graduating grad school, finalizing your degree? What's work life look like? What do you do? Oh, um, I was like, what's life look like or work life? I was like, well, Let's I found, I found the love of my life Yay. and I had two babies. Let's talk and, more about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about this great guy I met. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I finished graduate school. I was a therapist for four years. So I, I did go on to uh, get my master's degree from NC State as well. And I worked as a therapist for four years and then uh, was really in the wellness space. Like loved the the. And and that was so new back then. I mean, I feel like really old right now saying that, like, but that was really woo. And I mean, that was the woo back then. Wellness was. Well, like, yeah, working out for your mental health and eating well to feel better was like, whoa, right? That wasn't on my radar. No. Well, I mean, for a lot of people like that concept and now it's very mainstream, right? So I've always been interested in that kind of alternative health and different ways to, um, to improve your mental, emotional social, physical well-being. 
And um, so, yeah, so I, I worked as a therapist for a few years. I opened my own practice as a wellness coach. You and I went into business together with a, um, a wellness business in downtown Raleigh. And after seven years of working, seven or eight years, we worked that business together. I think we both got to a place of burnout, but I especially did. And it had been creeping up for a while, but I finally one day just kind of turned to you and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both do, yeah. you know, really, really well. And then I tried to jump into something else pretty quickly. What were you burned out with? You're I, done. You're out. Were you out of wellness? I, at the time, I didn't really know what I was out of, right? But I knew that I was burned out of the hustle culture. Yeah. I was completely burned out from that because I felt like for seven years while we did, you know, do a number of wonderful things with our business, it was a constant hustle. Mm-hmm. We were, I mean, we were constantly grinding, constantly hustling, and it really got me. Now, speaking of like the woo and the wellness and the, and the, the um, really the wellness and spiritual space, is that it got me out of, out of out of alignment with really who I was and what I was meant to do. And so, you know, I mean, that's it. So then I kind of, you know, we started something else really quickly, and then I really fell apart very, very fast after that. You know, I needed this like spiritual break and. Stuff time to heal. And so that was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned alignment. Like, mm-hmm. has that always been something you were in tune with? Did you know you were out of alignment and all of a sudden you just wake up one day and like, wow, I, I've drifted off course from where I was supposed to be or did things just not feel right? Like how does somebody know when they're not in alignment? Yeah, that's a great question. So my whole life, I know that there are things and things that I just sort of knew that I couldn't explain or things that I believed that I couldn't explain. And, uh, and then even when I got into therapy and mental health, I was really intrigued by integrative health and all how the things kind of work together. I was really invested in mindfulness practices. And, um, obviously I did, you know, I did yoga for a very long time. I've been doing yoga for over 20 years. And so I, that, that has always been a part of me, but also a part of me has always been this space of self-doubt and unworthiness and listening to other people and showing up as the good girl and doing the things that I was supposed to do, quote unquote, supposed to do, you know, versus doing the things that, you know, my was coming from within my soul. And so I think that alignment is starting to become, I really believe that we're having a shift in consciousness as a society. I mean, through, especially through, you know, COVID and everything like that, there's so much that is causing us to pause and then wake up a little bit more. And so I think it's something that a lot of people are starting to notice, but alignment is is this idea, it's just something that we feel on the inside, right? That we are living a life that is not congruent with what our soul is calling for, what the inside of us is begging for. And so, and I didn't know what that was at the time, right? I didn't have the words to articulate that. I didn't even know if it was possible. I mean, I believed somewhere that it was, but how to get there, I had no clue. And so I just kind of went on the journey to figure that out. Mm. The, the hustle culture, I think is numbing to finding or figuring out if you are in alignment, I'm looking back and I'm thinking through what my journey, what my process was probably like while you were going through this as well. And I was all about the grind, right? Just work Mm -hmm. hard, put your head down, no, no need for sleep, just do it. And it's really hard for me to check in with myself when I'm just doing that to know Mm. whether or not I'm actually on the right path, right? There's this, Mm. there's this, this picture I see, you know, climbing the ladder of success, right? 
and it's a, a meme I've seen that's like the worst thing ever would be to climb the ladder of success and realize you climbed the wrong ladder, right? Because you're just so busy climbing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking about as you were saying that. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, that's a really big, and I think that that is part of the hustle culture. It's something that you and I talked about recently is that, you know, it's, it's so cliche to hear people say like, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. But I think that that's really what alignment is. It's about enjoying your life right now. You know, it's, it's about doing the things right now that bring you joy and success and peace and not just trying to do something for then, right? Not trying to work for a life then. And I, and I know that can sound really cliche coming from somebody, but it, now I'm, I'm truly living it. And it's, it's a whole different eye-opening experience. Yeah. I think about that too. And I think about how my whole life up until about this point was always living for some future time, but the future is now, <laughs> you know, as weird as that sounds like I'm in my forties now that when I was in my twenties, I was trying to work for this moment. But if we constantly keep doing that, we're constantly 10, 20 years down the road and we're going to miss everything. And so I'm trying to adapt, maybe, um, bring more of that into my life mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now too. So you, you, you have this, I don't know if you use the word breakdown, but as I remember the thing happening, kind of like spiritual awakening. Okay. That sounds spiritual better. Awakening. That sounds yep, uh-huh. way better. Slash okay. breakdown. Spiritual awakening. <laughs> what was that process like and what came from it? Oh, I love that. I love that question. And yeah, it's so hard to describe. I mean, it was guttural, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it really I was. I, I mean, it was. And, uh, and yet, I mean, this is the stuff that I love. Like I love the depth, like I, and it was almost a, like for me, okay, like to see like, okay, how low can I go? Like how much can I explore my emotions as my teachers? And what is like, what is this path and this journey like leading me to? And it's funny because when I first, like it was like step one, I was literally like, okay, I got this universe, God. Like I was like, you know, I have like God on my side or the universe or source or whatever, whatever you refer to. And like, therefore, I'm going to float on a cloud up to my dreams. Like, that's just how this process is going to go right now. And, um, I mean, you lived with it, with me through it. And that is not at all what happened. You know, I mean, it was completely faced with every demon, every shadow that I had ever had, right? Anything that I had pushed to the side or pushed down or ignored or, I mean, it all came up to the surface. It was like this whole giant excavation process and it was guttural. Like, I mean, it was hard. It was a lot of confusion and loneliness and tears, but every step of the way, I knew that it was exactly what I needed to do in order to get back to who I was, who I am, who I was supposed to be. Alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get back to alignment. We'll get back to the good stuff in just a second, but for now, let's thank the cool people that make this whole thing work. The Connect Rally podcast is supported by Attended Events, a decidedly different full service corporate event management and production company in the heart of downtown Raleigh, specializing in virtual events conferences, award galas, and employee events of all kinds. Attended Events puts event management and production under one roof to create seamless events with the goals of delivering exceptional experiences for their clients and doing whatever it takes to make their clients look good. If you or someone you know is looking for a partner to bring their events to the next level, look no further. Find out more at attendedevents.com. Nest Raleigh. Nest Raleigh, or as the locals call it, the Nest, 
is an independently owned, unique co-working space with communal workspace, dedicated desks, private suites, and event space. It's located in the heart of downtown Raleigh, right in City Plaza, and home to companies and people from a wide spectrum of industries, including digital marketing, design, IT, security, human resources, real estate, tech, and even more. And I mean, that's why I'm there as a real estate agent constantly on the go. I love having a flexible co-working space that I can pop into, set my stuff up at a desk, work when I need to work, peace out when I need to peace out and be around exciting, fun, cool people in downtown Raleigh. If you're looking for a co-working space, you got to check out The Nest. You can book a tour right off the website, nestraleigh.com, and tell them the Connect Raleigh podcast sent you. Go check it out right now. Let's pause for a second and take a quick look and meet somebody from my trusted vendor list. You know, in a real estate transaction, there's a number of key players and important roles that take place in every deal. And one of those is the closing attorney. Here in North Carolina, every real estate transaction is closed by a licensed real estate attorney. And I've got one of the best. Justin from Eldrith Law is my go-to guy for all legal, especially real estate questions. Their firm is focused on four things commitment, experience, honesty, and communication. No matter what your question, you can reach out and get sound legal advice or pointed in the right direction. I've worked with Justin for a while now, and I can't recommend he and his team enough. They believe in personal care, attention to detail, and a genuine desire to help others. That's the foundation of their successful legal practice. You can reach out and just get to know them. Check them out on their website at eldrethlaw.com. That's E-L-D-R-E-T-H-L-A-W.com to get more information. Or drop them a line at 919-833-5322. That's 919-833-5322. Check them out and tell them the Connect Raleigh podcast sent you. to our sponsors. And now let's get back to the good stuff. What are you doing now? Yeah. Um, so, well, I do a number of things now, right? I mean, I homeschool our kids. and But in terms of this work and um, this profession, I use a tool or a system called human design, which is just, I find it so beautiful. It's a mix of astrology and I Ching and chakras and the tree of life and Kabbalah. It's all these ancient philosophies that are pulled together. And you um, get a chart just like you would your astrology chart. So you enter your birth information. It gives you this whole chart. And I call it a map to your soul because that's really how I read your chart. And I don't do chart readings per se um, as a standalone like you would with astrology. But I use that as a process to help guide you through your experience. And I focus really on two areas. One is um, helping people with business alignment because, you know, you and I worked in Obviously, we've been entrepreneurs and business owners for a really long time and have gone through the trials and tribulations and, you know, really redefining what joy and success and peace and all those things that are so necessary for when you decide to run your own business. And so helping people use their design, their their 
soul's map to um, get in alignment with their business. And then um, the other area that I do is um, essentially I help women heal (laughs) heal from uh, the patriarchy, from patriarchal trauma. And so that is all of the things that women experience just by being born a woman, right? So it's body shame, it's mom guilt, it's loneliness, it's anxiety, it's, you know, being told that we need to play smaller, be smaller, be the good girl, all these different things that just essentially is the message just by being a woman in society. And so through that process too, I mean, there's a lot of messages with the sacred feminine that I pull into sessions and that's just helping women really realign and waken up to the truth of who they are. It's a weird spot for me to be in and like acting as like an interviewer because Mm. I know you (laughs) and I'm trying not to just make this like an interview, but like this is all very interesting to me and I don't know the ins and outs of everything that you do because it's, it is very deep and, um, I've seen the process. I've seen you get to this point, but I want to try to ask the right questions for other people to kind of hear about it and learn about you and what you do, because I find it so fascinating and so very, very important. So I can see how the, all the steps, all the, all the crap, all the shit that you had to go through, we had to go through to really get to this point, to get back to a position of, alignment and feel like you're doing your soul's work yeah per se well you know i mean i think an analogy that a lot of people can relate to is getting on a healthy eating plan right like if you've been eating fast food for years and years and years and then you decide that you want to put good stuff in your body like your body is going to go through a detox process for a bit right it's going to reject it yeah (laughs) right and like too many times literally think of all of the shit that you have to go through (laughs) to get to a place to get your body back into homeostasis and so that's kind of that's a bit of what this journey can look like too Okay. So you work with, um, women mostly primarily women, Okay, but also Mm -hmm. people in the business space that are looking to make sure that, that they're, I keep using the word, but in alignment and doing Mm -hmm. the right things that for where their personal unique experience should be. Is that absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's that process look like when you, when you work with somebody and and how do you figure that part out? You you mentioned a chart before, Mm -hmm. but what's the, what's the process look like if you can make it, maybe put it into a little nutshell for us? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in the initial session, it's really about figuring out and if we're, um, and, and really it's, it's either or, right? So, um, so I pull your chart and look up some of the basics about your chart. It's going to tell you things like your energy type, and then that has its own language. It's going to tell you how to use your energy. It's going to tell you, um, really how to access your intuition because we all have this unique space within ourselves where our intuition lives. And that's a big buzzword right now, right? Like follow your intuition or, or listen to your gut or all these different things, but people are confused about, well, how do you actually tap into what is that? that? Yeah, yeah, what is that and how do I do it? And how do I trust it? So um, how to do that? Some of the, the uh, those are some of the basic things. Those are the basics are sometimes the most important, but those are some of the basics. But then it depends on what it is that you're experiencing. So if it's business, right? A lot of times people feel again, burnt out by the hustle culture or, you know, this, this business guru is saying this, right? I know, wait, you haven't fallen prey to that, have you? A time or two? (laughs) I have been known to listen to a business guru or two. So, (laughs) And then try to mimic what they tell you. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. You know, that's the most frustrating thing. Like, I'm like, I want a mentor. I need a mentor. Let me read this book that so-and-so wrote, and I'm going to do what he did. I'm going to do his schedule, and I'm going to crank it out, and I'm going to grind it out. And then I'm like, this sucks. And then you get burnt out. You burned out. It doesn't feel right. None of it feels good. Yeah, I've done that more times than I can count. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, well, me too, right? And that's why this stuff is so powerful for me is because I know that the 
truth behind that, that. And then I know what it looks like to actually run a business per your design and how magnificent that feels mm. and how easy it feels. And um, it's weird when it feels easy, though, because you're almost like this isn't supposed to feel like this. Mm. Like in my mind, like it's supposed to be a grind. It's supposed to be a hustle because so and so on Instagram said this is a hustle and I need to wake up at 4 a.m. and grind till 3 a.m. Get a quick hour power nap and do the sucker again. Mm. It's not supposed to feel that good. Are you sure I'm supposed to feel this excited, mm. this in flow? <laughs> Something must be off. I need to work harder. Okay. That's the crap I go through. Yeah. Well, that's because, uh, you know, in your chart, there's these things called these nine centers. Oh, we're going to do me now? Well, <laughs> I mean, my chart personally or a chart <laughs> in anybody's chart there's nine centers yeah. but in your chart in particular you have a center that's called your that's called the will center it's like heart space ego space will center they're all the same the names are interchangeable and yours is what's called undefined or open and in that space there is this flux of feelings of self-worth and self-doubt yep. and so that will be something that's chronic and i think that what's also very powerful about human design is that it doesn't matter how much therapy you go through or how much work you do on yourself or how many i am statements you write to help cure that space there's no cure for it like you are not designed to have a steady feeling of will just born that way born that way you're born that way and it doesn't change no but it's but it's also not a bad thing too right like um you and i both have an open center of love and direction what's that mean and i'm going to tell you so i'm eager to <laughs> i know i know so one of the things that i think is very interesting is that very often you and i like we love to talk about our future and to get excited and to paint the vision, right? Heck yeah. And we I mean, how many times have we had this conversation? Like about countless. our dreams? About yes. oh, I mean daily. Countless times. I mean, we talk about it all the time. But one of us could all of a sudden the next week, even though we had this amazing like we're so clear on where we're going, on what we're doing, on how it feels. We got this picture in our head, we're on the same page, we're totally aligned, right? But a week later, one of us is like, Oh my gosh, I'm so lost. Mm. Right? Yeah. You sure. and I aren't designed to feel found. Like we're not designed <laughs> to have bitch. I know, right? So it doesn't really matter. I was doing this exercise this morning actually with myself that I was like, Oh, this is so interesting the fun part about it is that you and i also though can get on board with kind of anything yeah that's true. right like we have a lot of the same things that tend to be similar themes that show up in our life like we both really want a lake house that's been a theme forever but i mean some days we're like oh my gosh we're so rooted in north carolina and this feels so amazing and other days we're like oh my gosh i can't wait to go live in europe for three months yeah. you know but then that plan might go away and then it might come back and it's okay because we're just not designed to have that as a regular theme but look at how fun that is and how fluid that is because we can be happy in a lot of different places well, also look how much stress that would alleviate if you understood that and just were okay with it versus beating okay i'm gonna speak personally beating yeah. myself up every time i have a different idea this or i want to do a different direction is exactly why this work is so powerful interesting yeah okay i like it yeah so tell me more about me okay. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding no i think it's great but it seems like i can give two examples that okay. i use about you though that are just basics in human design that i think maybe would be helpful because i actually use these two examples all the time with my clients okay. that are with you when I'm trying to help people understand their design. So one of the things, the most basic thing is your design type. And you're what's known as a generator. And generators are designed to wait for a response. So 
very counterintuitive to the culture right now that's saying like, get up, make things happen, especially people that you listen to, right? Like yeah. go out there, make things happen. That's a very masculine kind of energy. And you know, we can do it, we can dominate it, da, 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 da. But if you're a generator and you're trying to force that to happen, you're trying to force things, you every single step of that process will feel like an uphill climb. will feel like an up, like you're trying to like pull your way out of quicksand or you're just trying to scale this mountain or you're climbing the wrong wall, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's how it will feel and an example that I give to people all the time with you being in real estate is that when you explain like when somebody asks you oh how did you get into real estate your response is always I bought two houses and I had two really bad transactions and I just thought that I could do a better job that was a you started this business this industry in response to something it's not like you woke up one day and you're like okay cool I'm not sure what I'm gonna do I think I'm gonna start a real estate career and I'm gonna create this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna put all these things together and I'm sure there were some steps along the way especially in the very beginning where it felt like that uphill climb where you were probably trying to make things happen but that innately you being in this in in the field that you're in right now probably feels really good because it was all in a in a response same reason why i started the networking group that mm. i have you know it was in response to there not yeah. being a networking group for young professionals it was in response to me going to a couple different events and just feeling icky because of how transactional they were and very little emphasis based on building genuine relationships. Yeah. It was in response to that, this yeah. podcast, all of it. It seems like it's all in response to something and that's when it feels the best for you. Yeah. For me, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm what's called cool. a manifester. So I'm an initiator, <laughs> which huh. is interesting in our relationship. Right. Yeah. But I'm the one who like, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I, I don't like, it's not a secret in our house that I'm like, I'm kind of the boss of the house. Right. And it's, and well, a lot of moms might a be secret now. <laughs> it was until you just told the whole world. <laughs> and I mean, I think a lot of women are probably like the boss of the house, but I mean, but I am the one who initiates things, who gets the schedules going, who, you know, puts the puzzle pieces in place, who does that like kind of gets the process, not who always makes all the decisions, but who gets the process going Absolutely. with majority of the things in our life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems it's, it's really easy to look back and connect dots. Right. And mm -hmm. I, and I believe, or maybe I've convinced myself that everything happens for a reason, right? There's no coincidences. Things happen for us, not to us. I'm working on that one. But when, when, when I look back over your journey and can connect the dots, it seems like everything's lined up perfectly as it should have been, even though some of it was shit to get you kind of to this point, right? You know, going to school for psychology and becoming a mental health therapist. I don't even know if we actually even talked about that, but you know, you worked with clients in therapy and then the whole wellness space with fitness and nutrition. Um, and then as an entrepreneur and working with a lot of women within that space and now getting to this point too, it seems like everything has just kind of set you up very well to be doing this now. Well, you know, I think, that, no? I think that's fair, but I think it's also fair for, um, everybody. Right. I mean, I, I agree. There's I agree. a there's a particular part in us that is naturally inclined to the things that are part of our design, our purpose, our soul's longing, like why we came to be humans on this planet. Right. Like, but there's something that, I mean, we're all conditioned by culture and by society. And some of that's fine. Some of that's negative and creates a negative response in us. I think so much of it is just the awareness. It's it's part of what we have agreed to being humans right like it's okay to be conditioned by another human like that's part of also being in a relationship and learning collaboration and and learning right is through each other but it's when we take on that message as truth as universal truth 
versus what's true for me, hmm. right? So part of like the working aspect of things as a generator, you have the energy within you to work like a hard, like work more hours, work more aggressively, work. I don't as a manifester, right? So I'm designed to work in bursts and then have like massive rest. And so when we were working together and me trying to keep up with you, I mean, that was part of it that I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Like yeah. I just couldn't do it anymore. How important to know that, you know, how important to know that, that if you're somebody like yourself and you're trying to grind it out, trying to fill your calendar with everything and knowing that that's not how you're designed to work, how much energy, how much stress can that save you? That's, you know, I mean, that's and, what and then so on the flip side is. too, knowing that, look, you know, you're designed to do a little bit more yeah. to, to go a little bit further. As yeah. far as the hours and workload or yeah, or and you have you have the energy like you have it within you. You yeah. have the energy within you, so it's so use it, yeah. right? And, and be confident about it. Yeah, yeah, totally, right? But also to know too that like, yeah, it's just how our designs work work differently, right? So yeah. I find this really fascinating. So um, I think we could you know do this for a long, long time, and you could you know therapize me a whole lot further. That's probably not the right word, is mm. it? But we could, uh, and I would enjoy that. But I think, you know, I want our listeners to know maybe how they can connect with you to learn more about this or what you've got in the works as far as what's open to the public or where, mm -hmm. how people can learn about becoming a client or just anything you want to share with people that are listening now about how to get more connected to you. Yeah, sure. So um, probably the two easiest places are my website. So brookbelden.com and it's Brooke with no E. So B-R-O-O-K. And um, then also same thing for Instagram at Brooke Belden. Um, I also have a podcast as well. It's called Reclaiming Her where I do um, live human design readings so people can hear um, much more about different design types through people's stories and experiences. And then outside of that, I work with individual clients. That's on a very limited basis though. So it's for people who really have tried a lot of other things and they're ready for that more intensive work because we go in we go deep we deep. go yeah mm. <laughs> i don't like to stay at the surface i do some local workshops i'm probably going to host an online workshop next month there's a lot of different opportunities but pretty much the two spaces that i work in are like i said i work with um business owners and people who are looking to really develop themselves further within their career and their business and then also women healing from patriarchal trauma <laughs> Here, here's when it takes I, away from you yes. <laughs> Right. Well, that's, I mean, but that's, but true. that's fair, fair, right? Totally like fair. if we have plans or we, you, I want to be the priority in that moment, but you, you um, oftentimes give yourself very willingly to other people. And I think that that's amazing, but I also don't love it when, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't love it sometimes <laughs> either. All of a sudden my whole day can be shot because I, you know, got into a conversation that took two hours and it could have been eight minutes. Yeah. You know? But you're very generous with I just, what you, I'm just interested. Whatever you can do to help people. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks. I was sort of joking about, you know, you flattering me, but I appreciate <laughs> you doing it. You know, you, you carry the heavy, heavy load of two amazing children, <laughs> a five-year-old, soon-to-be five-year-old, yeah. and a soon-to-be eight-year-old. Yep. Um, been homeschooling for the past year. What's that looked like during COVID? I mean, 50% magical and 50%... <laughs> hard. I mean, I won't say, you know, it hasn't been hell or anything, but it's hard. It's I mean, tough, it's no right? joke, especially, and I'll just say as my design type, right. I'm not cut from the cloth. I'll just be very honest uh, for anybody out there. I am not cut from the cloth that'll, that really makes me flourish by being around my children or anybody 
all the time. Mm-hmm. I really n- desperately need alone time. And that's part of like my design for rest and to have creative freedom. So that's hard, you know, not having a lot of that space. But I mean, also magical, right? To be able to, we've done so much with nature and art and how that's been very incredibly healing for me too. And to, you know, deep dive in the relationship with them. And I think so much of my role in parenting them is to allow them to become the biggest, brightest, best, most authentic version of themselves. And it's cool to see them be able to do that in a kind of freeing environment. Yeah. Our kids are pretty darn cool. They're amazing. They're pretty cool. So, Talk to us again at like 8 p.m. at night when we're exhausted. Oh, forget about yeah. it. They're monsters. <laughs> Get them away. <laughs> yeah, but right now I haven't seen I know, them in a couple hours. They're, oh, they're the they're best. Away. I yeah. love them. <laughs> we're having this delicious I miss conversation. Them so much. <laughs> Nobody's interrupting us. <laughs> That's what's the weirdest thing about this. I haven't looked into your eyes and had a conversation for 20 straight minutes oh. in a long time. Oh, Uninterrupted gotta, conversation. We got to correct that. Yeah. You know some people that know some date night spots, right? So Yeah, okay. we've talked a lot about date night spots on here. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. What's been your favorite date night spot? What do you like to do? Where do you like to go? Where should we do, what should we do more of? Oh, well, you, I mean, you know, me sharing this is that, I mean, part of it is that I love going out to restaurants and doing that, but sometimes I like to do something different. So, um, I mean, we had a really fun time doing that paddle boarding. That was awesome. Yeah. Share that. Let people know about that. Yeah. So we partnered with, um, or rather I partnered with gear up for adventures. You can find them on Instagram too at that at that name and they rent out camping equipment and um paddle boards are they local only local to raleigh okay yep. awesome mm-hmm. and um little family like husband wife son love the outdoors and so they have this company where you can rent out you know the outdoor equipment and so we rented to or they they you know gifted us these two paddle boards to and we use. crushed it we crushed we it we crushed paddle boarding um i mean i did I fell in. You fell in. <laughs> I, I, I did it though on purpose just to see if yeah. you would rescue me. Sure. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it was amazing, right? We, we packed a picnic and then we um, did paddleboarding at Falls Lake and it was just so nice to be able to just get away from everything and try something different. And that's the, the thing about us, right? So like I like to just be able to sit and connect. And so you're always like, oh, we're always going out to dinner. But it's like, it's not so much the going out to dinner that I have to do, but it's the just sitting there yeah. and connecting with you. And you want to be doing something active like and fun. I like experiencing things, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, which is harder for me to sit and connect. So it's, it was great because we got to do both. We got to, you know, paddleboard and then we just, I mean, my favorite spot was just sitting on the paddleboards and chatting then for the last hour or so of our date. No, the whole thing was great. I mean, um, we got to encompass, you know, being alone, being on the water, being active, having great food. The whole thing was great. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. What are some things you like to do with the kids around here? We've got a number of parents that are listeners. You know, what are some of your favorite things to do with the kids here in Raleigh? Oh, I mean, if you're new to the area, maybe you haven't experienced it or, um, but if you've lived here for a while, I'm sure you've at least heard of it. And that is the Life and Science Museum in Durham. And without a doubt, I think that's one of the most magical places on the planet. Uh, I love it there. I, I love bringing the kids there. I love it when, you know, you can, I, there's part of me that feels like the world isn't set up for children and that's such a shame, right? Like it's like, oh, we're at a restaurant, so they're too noisy or too curious. Yeah. And so let's give them a device yeah, and make them sit there quietly. And so it's just not set up for children. So I love going to places that are set up for children, right? That are set up for them to run and be loud and explore and dive in and be curious. And um, that's what we get to do every time that we go there. You know, it's it's majority of it is outside and it's just so fun. I love it. And 
I don't know, you know, some of the, I, we go to Lifetime Fitness, which has been such a savior this past year for us because uh, they do three hours of childcare. So for those of you who need a little break from the kids too, like um, like I do, and they have three hours of childcare a day and they also have interactive activities for them while they're there. So that's been really wonderful. But you know, same things that we like to go to the movies. We like to go on walks. You got a favorite coffee shop or a place you pop into regularly to work if you're remote or, uh, you know, grab a quick drink? That's interesting because I don't really go, get out too much and I feel like I've just been resurfacing as I'm sure maybe some other people are yeah, too. Many have, yeah. And um, so I'm just now really getting back out there again. And so, you know, we've been visiting, I visit Raleigh Raw a lot. We love the owners there. And um, I don't know, that's probably my main spot. Yeah. Those are all good ones. So um, maybe last question here. So somebody is planning to come to Raleigh for just a weekend. They've got 48, 72 hours. They're coming to check this place out and Mm -hmm. see if it's the right vibe for them. Um, See if it's in alignment with them. See how I use that there. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are a couple things, must do's or must see's you would say? Oh, 72 hours. 72 hours in Raleigh. You should have prepped me for this question so I could really like let it like sit I have another question that I prepped you for that we can go into after this one if you want. Okay. Um, okay. But 72 hours in Raleigh. Let's see. What would I do? I've lived here for a long time too. Well, and my question would always, right? Like I, I need more information about like, what is your vibe to get you aligned? So if I were coming here for the first time for 72 hours and the things that I would want to experience for the first time, um, probably the art museum because the, uh, inside is really beautiful, but they also have the outside nature walk, yeah. which I think is really beautiful and incredible. That's what I would take some people to. I like outdoor stuff. So any of the number of like greenways, or um, going to like a walk around Lake Johnson or some of the parks. I mean, we have a lot of really beautiful nature spaces to get out into as well. Um, As far as like food and where to eat, you know, what's funny is it's not in Raleigh, but it's in Nightdale and um, is Prime Barbecue. So good. It's so good. It is the best barbecue that I've ever had before. And barbecue is kind of that like, you know, North Carolina staple thing. So if you want to experience barbecue... That is he's the place. legit. He's on like all the cooking shows. It is Chris so Prieto. Prieto. So good. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um sorry for butchering your name, Chris, but amazing barbecue. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of our favorite restaurants for sure is Humble Pie. It's always so easy. No doubt. It's just easy, right? Like yeah. you're always gonna get good food. You're always gonna get like kind of a like laid back service. Drinks are good. Yeah, I don't know. Some of those places. Those are good ones. Okay. Okay. My last question. Yep. Okay. You're at a place with a public restaurant. Oh, no. No, not this one. Okay. It's it's uh, men, women, anybody can use the same bathroom. <sighs> okay. And there's a line. And in front of you is a man. Okay. And when he comes out and you go in to use the bathroom, would you prefer, and you only had one of these two options, that the toilet seat was left up, like the guy just oblivious, left the seat up. Or the seat was down and it had pee on it. Which one's better or which one's worse? This is something I struggle with every day. Not doing that myself, but when I go into a bathroom. you're always peeing on the seat. Never pee on the seat. I know. You're actually a really good. I mean, I've lived with you for a long time now. and Never. You are not a gross bathroom guy. son, on the other hand, we need to work on. However, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. When I go into a bathroom that's shared and there is one of those two experiences, which, which one's worse? Because I always struggle with, what do I do here? Do I leave the seat up so nobody after me thinks it was me or they think, they think I'm just the leave the seat up kind of guy? Yeah. Or do I clean up someone else's pee? Well, you, you clean up someone else's pee. And That's you what just, you do? 
I mean, that's what I do. And yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but somebody, and I guess that's the mom in me, right? Like somebody's got to do it and it's usually going to be me. So now you know how I really feel. <laughs> I just don't know which one's worse. I'm coming out and I'm like, okay, they're going to judge me. They're either going to judge me for leaving the seat up or thinking I peed on the seat. Which one do I want to have happen? You or just, I just clean it up and you, nobody knows anything. You just clean it up. That's and what deal I end up it. doing. Yeah. But I've always wondered if that was the right response. But you feel disgusting cleaning up someone else's pee. Well, yeah. Well, someone's got to do it. I know, but I guess it's me. Might as well. I be guess you. I better take that on. I mean, I'm the worker. So then. Uh, I'll just leave you with this when we're talking about energy and alignment, that that is putting out really good energy into the world. So you don't have to walk out of the bathroom worried that somebody thinks negatively because you just left nasty energy in the bathroom. You just cleaned up the karma in there. So what a great way to wrap this up. You know, I've never kissed any of my podcast guests. I'll give you a smooch here, but I appreciate you taking time to do this with me. All right, friends, what's up? This podcast is about connection. It's about connecting you to the people and the places of Raleigh, North Carolina. So let's do it. Make sure you go out and connect with our guests today. They've listed all of their links in the show notes so that you can make sure you can make a connection with somebody here in Raleigh. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And why don't you go on ahead and share this episode with somebody that's looking to get connected to Raleigh on a deeper level, whether they live here already or they're looking to move here and connect with me personally. You can find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. I'm at Chuck Belden. And you can even grow your network at Connect Raleigh on LinkedIn. I started a networking group with over 6,000 people. Come on, join us. Let's connect. We're so glad you're here. I appreciate you listening. And thank you once again for your support. We'll see you on the next episode.